new ally in the war on terror from a most unexpected source. NCR's Corey Jackoff has more. Instead of lethal injection or the electric chair, inmates on death row in U.S. prisons will now have the option to carry out their own sentences by becoming suicide bombers for America. Not only will this save taxpayers millions of dollars, it will give condemned men the opportunity to serve and honor their country. The new program could yield more than 4,000 bombers from death row. Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld. 4,000? Are, are you sure that's not just in Texas? I, I thought it was more like 40,000. Well, it seems clear to me we're just going to need to get some more fellas on death row.、Uh, hey, I, I got it. How about three strikes? You're dead. Even with an increased number of death row inmates, the program remains voluntary, and that may make recruiting problematic. But legal experts see little difficulty in making the voluntary program mandatory. For NCR News, I'm Corey Jackoff. For the end of the world, mwahaha! You are listening to your community spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring them back the circle, the circle of friends, the circle of <laughs> family, the circle of、too. being. Wake up! I didn't. I mean, you do that、uh. over again. Wake up! Oh yeah, there we go. And be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. This is Ord Energy Mon, and this is Tree Song. And today we're talking about spring cleaning. Yes, <laughs> we decided to、um, focus on、um, one big item. Did you know it was spring? I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> no, I knew that. <laughs> at least once a year, you need to clean up、um, not only.、Uh, 
your house, but your mind and everything, you know? <laughs> Get rid of those secret junk drawers and the attics bursting with... Actually, what exactly is all that stuff, you know? <laughs> so here's some tips. Get started. Go to the source. If you're overwhelmed by clutter, then the last thing you really need is more, well, anything. The less stuff you bring into your house, and that includes new purses, your kids' books, your husband tools, the less you'll have to sort out and more. <laughs> I tr- I'm sorry to specify a few things that, you know, we all bring into the house, right? <laughs> yeah. Another good one is uh, think small. I like this one. If housewide decluttering seems overwhelming, start getting rid of one item each week. This, this reminds me of another tip about the five-minute desk rescue idea. That you know, if you've got desk clutter that's going to take an hour to clean, then just clean five minutes right now, and then you know, five minutes at another time. It adds up. But it is fun to like get people together, turn on some music, crank it out, and like you know, have a day of it. Have a I party. Mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's literally we should have. Have spring cleaning parties. You think people will come? <laughs> Maybe. If it's a mutual thing, I bet if we go clean each other's houses. You sh- we should... S- literally, that should be like the week of spring. <laughs> it's like literally, you know, you can do like three houses. You know, each person gets like two hours or three hours. And then you can do like three in one day. And then you, you know, mutual cleaning. Yeah. That's <laughs> a good idea. Yeah. So, um, remember, free isn't always free. That's right. You might not actually buy a lot of these hand-me-downs, but you'll pay later when it comes to clutter. Unless someone's handing over a good condition item that you're already planning to buy, say, you know, right away, um, just say no thank you. The key word is now. Like, you know, buying a backpack for your preschooler that they can use in middle school is, you know, a no-no, but... And also, uh, avoiding items that only have one use. Uh, they're called unitaskers. All those kitchen gadgets, impulse buys, and junk drawer fillers. Dang it. <laughs> I just did buy, I bought, um, I bought two appliances yesterday from a yard sale. <laughs> and, you know, I'm thinking about now, you know, I'm going to only use them every once in a while. Yeah. And now I'm thinking of where do I store them while I'm waiting to use them. <laughs> Yeah, so, well, you're going to have some spring cleaning to do then. <laughs> Might have to clean out some other things to make space for those. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can start by going from room to room. You can install a family closet. And so, you know, if you have piles of clothes that need to be folded, um, you know, try to pick a spare space. Well, that's the hard part, coming up with the spare space, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um you can you can try to create a family closet or you know a shared area for certain things. Yeah, you can also uh, e-organize your office. Uh, go to paperless whenever possible. Yeah, did you know that this was the computer age? Yeah, a lot of people don't know that you as an individual can go paperless too. Like you can tell your bills that that you want them to come uh, electronically. Yeah, I mean. Because I know that's one of my biggest sources of clutter is all these papers that come in the mail. And some of them are useful and some of them are not. So I put them in an inbox and then it's like, oh, I got this big inbox. I got to go through it. (laughs) So e-organize your office. Yeah, I mean, if this is the computer age, why do we have so much paper? Check the nooks and crannies. That's right. Spending a few minutes organizing and clearing out your home's small spaces. 
I mean, um, you could do medicine cabinet, cleaning supplies. I mean, I know all of us have a lot of cleaning supplies that are completely outdated. <laughs> and um, the refrigerator, the space under the sink, all these can make a very big difference. Just, you know, target a small area. Yeah, an example of that is targeting storage spaces. Basements, attics, garages, they're prime hiding spots for clutter. Uh, like obsolete electronics, old paint, broken toys. Can Now's a good time to start going through all that and recycling what you can and uh, reusing or getting rid of what you can't. And if you have any big, um, well, pretty much any metal, right now metal is at an all-time high. It's like the highest it's ever been. So... Um, that old exercise machine. <laughs> so, let's see. Weed your wardrobe. We we know you really, really sincerely think you're going to fit in all those jeans again. Or that sometime day you'll find a shirt that matches that cardigan. So if it's easier to trim down your closet in steps, try filling a bag with clothes you haven't worn for the last two years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about that? Just start with the clothes you haven't worn in the last two years. Yeah, because I know you, you might think things are nice, but then if you haven't worn it in the last two years, when are you going to wear it? I don't know. There's a, there's some shirts that you're like, this is a really nice shirt. I should <laughs> save it. I don't think I'll ever fit in it, but I want to keep it to give to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> well, then put it in a bag to give to somebody. Yeah. And that somebody should be a thrift store. Yeah, it should. And if you're getting rid of clothes in general, that's what you should do. If it's still good enough to use. Uh, all right. So, <coughs> excuse me. Don't fight your habits. If your family always leaves shoes by the front door, then you can get a bin or a rack to keep them neat. Uh, if somebody in the house piles mail uh, in a certain spot, you can put a shredder or paper recycler container in your hallway at that spot. <laughs> <laughs> this is where the mail goes. Just put it in the shredder. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I should do that. And that's that's an important design principle. You know, you don't want to fight against the natural flows of energy if you can avoid it. Yeah. Get it out of the house. Buy it back. Gorilla clutter busters suggest putting all the items you don't use at least once a week into a, a pile. <laughs> Count them and then give yourself one quarter as many pennies. Huh. Use the pennies to buy back items from the pile. And then you'll get rid of three-quarters of the stuff you don't use while prioritizing the rest. Uh, Does that make sense? Yeah, that's kind of fun. That's like a game, too. Yeah, just pick things that you only use like once a week. I, t- I tend to um, obviously buy um, electronic appliances that I think I'm going to use in the kitchen. <laughs> and then you end up with all this junk on the counter, and then you don't use any of it. Yeah. <laughs> you use it like once a week, this thing or that thing, and yeah. Another good idea is take a picture. If there's something you really like but don't really use and you like it for sentimental value, you can take a picture of it. I like that idea. Uh, Pictures last longer and they take up less space. And it brings the same memories. Yeah. I mean, if you're keeping something for the memories, yeah. I mean, I tend to do that by things, you know, keep things from trips I go to, you know, to try to remember the trip. Yeah. And then you end up with this pile of stuff. And I guess maybe one time you actually go through the memories, mm-hmm. and that's when you're cleaning it up to throw it away. Yeah. <laughs> and it's good to make a few exceptions, but it's, if you've got all this clutter, you can just take a picture of some of it. Enlist a friend. You may be too <coughs> sentimental to f- throw away those folded, brittle 
corsages from the four years of high school dances, but you can guarantee your friend they're not. Mm-hmm. Let them talk you out of keeping clutter just for nostalgia's sake. But of course, you know, before you throw it away, take a picture of it. <laughs> you know, yeah. so I mean, that's I actually think that's a very good idea. Yeah, you know, take a picture of it, and then you you have a letting go, and then you still have the memories. Yeah, and I really like the idea of help having a friend help you because, you know, we keep a lot of clutter not, you know, in our minds and in our houses, and they tie together. Yeah, they do. I really like this idea too. Swap it. Uh, one person's clutter is another person's much-needed clothing, toys, books, housewares. Now, and I've heard about this. I, I, oh, when was it? Like about a year ago or something. I had heard friends got together and had like a, a women's clothing swap. And it sounded like a really fun time. Because, you know, if, if it's something you don't want, you can swap it with someone else. And then what's left over, you can give to the thrift store. Yeah, I mean, that's part of helping someone clean their house. Yeah. Is... You get to take some stuff home, <laughs> and then you can clutter your house up again, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, um, now's a good time to, you know, clean the house. And, you know, some of the stuff might be worth stuff, worth, you know, a little bit of money or worth something to somebody. But majority of stuff that we keep don't really have much monetary value. Mm-hmm. But make organizing a habit, not a chore. Follow the one-minute rule. Gretchen Rubin, author of The Happiness Project, suggests that you never let a chore that takes one minute or less go undone. That means sorting the mail, putting the cereal back in the closet, hanging up coats, putting pillows back on the couch before you leave the room. You know, basically, spend one minute. Um, I think one good one would be washing the dishes. Uh, yeah. Like you eat your dish and you're like, I'm in a hurry now. I need to go and I'll wash them later. Well, just, you know, it's going to take you one minute. Yeah. And then you don't end up with this huge pile of dishes. I think of it ecologically. Each dish has a life cycle. The life cycle starts in the cabinet and ends in the cabinet. And it goes onto your table, carries your food, gets washed, and goes back in the cabinet. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. So, yeah, I like uh, also uh, keep keep moving. Uh, uh, cleaning up the entire house at the end of the day is probably not what you're going to feel like you're in the mood for at the end of the day. So throughout the day, every time you leave a room, you can pick up one thing that doesn't belong there and put it in the room you're going to. And, you know, most of these are, you know, commonsensical stuff, but most of them we don't do. So, (laughs) I mean, just because we have the common sense and we're like, we're going to do it, I really like that one-minute rule. You know, so manage what's left. If every single thing in your house has a home, then you're less likely to buy doubles of what you already own and less likely to bring in items that might mess up your pristine system. Yeah. Um, and I've noticed I have a really bad problem with it. The more space I have, the more stuff I have. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's very important. And like it said, if you have a space for everything... Like, I would like to design my ultimate house that pretty much, you know, there you can't really bring anything else in. It's just, it's everything's built in, <laughs> you know. But then you'd have to design it right, right? Yeah. <laughs> so. And uh, set a date, a uh, date for going to the local thrift store. Because uh, I know that's a problem I had for a while was I set aside these clothes to go to the thrift store, but then they just sat there. I didn't actually take them there. Yeah, big pile. So pick a particular day to do that. 
Um, and then don't drive yourself crazy. I mean, you're trying to declutter your house, declutter your mind, and they kind of go together. I mean, what is it? Um, like, you know, monks and people who, like, meditate a lot have very simplistic spaces. And so you don't have to be super simplistic, but we do tend to clutter our minds and our spaces with a lot of stuff. Yeah, and we did actually just have a listener uh, suggest to us a 20th uh, spring cleaning tip. It involves mentioning that the uh, elections are coming up uh, this coming week on uh, Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) So if you want to do spring cleaning on the citywide level, elections are coming up on Tuesday. Yep, Uh, new mayor and several city council members will be selected, and so vote this Tuesday. So that's a, that's actually a pretty good one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's, let's do some city cleaning. Citywide spring cleaning. <laughs> so that right there was, um, t- well, 20 tips on how to beat clutter. Um, maybe not forever, but start a process of making that forever. So some good spring cleaning. And if you have some tips, please email them to us. Um, info, is it info? Info at yourcommunityspirit.org. Or you can email me at treesong at treesong.org. And remember, when we're talking about uh, <laughs> spring cleaning and clutter, it can have to do with your mind and your body, too. To, you know, I have a clutter right here. It's called a big fat belly. So I, I mm-hmm. tend to keep things there, too. So if you've got any ideas, you know, I keep thinking I should move to a big city where you know they have us dancing every night so I can go out salsa dancing every night and that might help me so any ideas I think right now would be a time to do some spring cleaning and um, plant some stuff in the garden yeah you know I don't know clean a little hole in the dirt and put a seed (laughs) yeah that'd be good put something there that's very valuable yeah (laughs) so talking about food Plain chicken. There is a study that says organic chicken carries significantly lower salmonella risk. There's there's actually a couple studies. The first is the University of Georgia researchers tested conventional and organic chickens for salmonella. Any guesses which did better? (laughs) Then the Rodell Institute published new data from its farming systems trial. Turns out organic farming is just as productive as conventional and, of course, you know, builds soil and helps the ecosystem. So here's a couple of really good um, studies. There you go. All right. So, yeah, let's see. Uh, Can get to some other news. Uh, Did you eat a lot of junk food when you were growing up? Um, I did. <laughs> and did you end up having, what is it, this ADHD, do you think? I don't know. Aden- what is it? Attention deficit, what is the... Yeah, hyperactivity disorder. There you go. Now, <laughs> I always thought that HDHD was just kids being normal. <laughs> I mean, we want kids to sit in the corner and be really quiet. Is that <laughs> the whole idea? <laughs> Well, I think that's some of it, and some of it is too. Well, that's part of the problem is, you know, when we have a society that's trying to make all the kids sit still and be quiet, it's hard to tell who's who's got, you know, healthy, robust activity levels and who's hyperactive. It's actually very scary to think that there's 5 million children in this country that are diagnosed with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, and of these, 3 million of them are medicated. 
Um, now, for 64% of kids with ADHD, they've actually come down to that food. That's right, food hmm. is what's the cause. So Yeah, so that's... Uh, I mean, that's an important thing to notice is to consider the effects of food on uh, hyperactivity and attention deficit because uh, the solution that is usually presented is uh, uh, basically proposing drugs like Ritalin, for example. Well, food is a type of drug. I mean, <laughs> it has vitamins yeah. and minerals and it balances you out. Um, there are kids are actually showing a sensitivity to foods themselves and food additives. There's been a lot more allergies happening, and I think it has to do with, you know, partially the junk that is in food. So, um, foods that cause ADHD, um, a diet free of processed foods and rich in organic, plant-based foods like fruits, nuts, and vegetables, and beans, are, that's a good diet, because... Um, food that causes ADHD is like artificial coloring, artificial flavoring, added preservatives, and um, especially food additives like sulfates and artificial sweeteners and MSG. Yeah, so uh, caffeine's and profi- processed sugars are big. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I know that you know I I have. You know, I, I get hyperactive if I have a lot of caffeine and sugar, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, caffeine, like, makes you go fast. Sugar yeah. m- makes you go fast. So if that's something you're already having an issue with, then be careful of those foods, right? Yeah. And, and plant-based foods, you know, a lot of a lot of good recommendations we have in life come back to eating eating more uh, greens, you know, green veggies, uh, fruits, superfoods. E- eating a lot of healthy food is a really good way to fix a lot of problems. And, of course, as a kid, you want the kids to develop brains and bodies and, you know, and healthy food for some reason actually does that. Yeah. So. Yeah, like omega-3 fatty acids are critical to brain development. All right. Now, I don't know. Did you know what today is? I have no idea. It's April Fool's Day. Uh, I didn't know that. Oh, really? Uh, April Fool's. Oh, huge. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, now, so I don't know if this is uh, actual April Fool's Day, but um, this is this a fool, what I'm saying here now? Did you know that the ultimate day for practical pranksters, April 1st, actually used to be New Year's Day? Huh. I, hadn't, I had never heard this or read this before, so I'm, I don't know if this is a fool or not. <laughs> but it says, in 1564, the New Year changed to January 1st. And those silly individuals who insisted on celebrating the old day became known as April Fools. Uh, I've actually heard this one before, too, but I suppose I, I don't know since I've probably heard it on April 1st before. <laughs> so um, today is April Fool's Day, otherwise known as All Fool's Day. And it also is National Fun at Work Day. So, <laughs> so have fun at work. It's also a reading is funny day. Uh, reading is, we often know that reading is fun, but it can also be funny. And today is Islamic Republic Day in Iran. Tomorrow, April 2nd, is International Children's Book Day and National Love Our Children Day. So those are good. Yeah. So let's see, other holidays. Uh, Sunday is Tweed Day. So you can 
bust out some tweed, wear some tweed on Sunday. Uh, it's also the birthday of Washington Irving, the author, and the anniversary of the Pony Express mail service. Monday is the anniversary of the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr., the birthday of Maya Angelou, and the anniversary of NATO, <laughs> and Independence Day in Senegal. That's on Monday. Yes, and Tuesday is National Deep Dish Pizza Day. That's exciting. I think for you, every day. Every day. <laughs> every day is pizza day. Whether or not it's deep dish varies. Yeah, I like the thin crust myself. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, me and bread don't get along too well. So. <laughs> so it's also the birthday of Booker T. Washington. On Tuesday, yeah. So um, Wednesday is Drowsy Drive Awareness Day. <laughs> it's also the National Day of Hope. So I hope you don't drive drowsy. Are you aware of that? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Thursday is International Beaver Day. It's also International Snail Papers Day, National Beer Day, No Housework Day, uh, UN World Health Day, and the birthday of Billie Holiday, the singer. Huh. And it's the anniversary of the metric system and the uh, World Health Organization. Wow, a lot of... Now, we have to get into community. There's a lot of events happening this weekend. Yeah. Now, one of them... I recommend that you go to this right now, well, 10.30, the Edible Book Festival on Friday, April 1st. Yes, it is April Fool's Day, but this is an actual festival at the Morris Library Rotunda. The judging does wrap up by 12.30, so it's 10.30 to 12.30. And um, basically, well, the punniest book, the best book structure, the most edible, the least edible, and the public choice are some of the categories. And then once it's the competition is done, the audience is welcome to dine on the festival's food for thought. Now, according to the SIU press release, while all the books are edible, not all are necessarily delicious. <laughs> Actually, last year's... Um, what One book last year, 20,000 leeks under the sea consisted of leeks and goldfish suspended in gelatin. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah. you can eat some edible books at <laughs> the Edible yeah. Books Festival. All right. <laughs> uh, let's see. International Coffee Hour is going on uh, Fridays, 3 to 5 p.m., uh, going on over at the Northwest Annex Building B. SIU students from all over the world. You can be part of the international community. Yeah. Uh, tonight's rice and spice dinner is Brinner. <laughs> Breakfast for dinner. It is April Fool's Day, so you know most we're telling most people that it's filet mignon and lobster, but you know come and have some breakfast. So. Yeah, yeah. Since you know us, you get the inside track. You get to know what's actually going on. <laughs> yeah. So rice and spice international slow food dinners every Friday, six to nine p.m. at the Guy House Interface Center. Yeah. And and you know what also occurs to me? It's April now, right? If it's April Fool's Day. So that means the start of the farmer's market. Woohoo! April through <laughs> November. Yes, and that's no April Fool's joke. There's actually the farmer's market starting on Saturday. And it's starting all Saturdays, April through November, 8 a.m. until noon. Vigil for Peace. After you go to the farmer's market, stop by the Town Square Pavilion, Saturdays noon to 1 p.m. All right, there's also the Freedom Riders screening at the Varsity Center for the Arts coming up on Saturday at 3 p.m. 
It's uh, bought the experience of more than 300 young black and white civil rights activists who rode buses through Alabama and Mississippi in 1961, challenging the South's defiance of Supreme Court rulings which desegregated interstate travel. Whoa. So uh, local activists and Peace Coalition members, uh, Genevieve Houghton, uh, was among the first group of riders organized by CORE, whose bus was firebombed in Anniston, Alabama on Mother's Day. She appears in the film, and it will be followed by a panel discussion with Genevieve and fellow Freedom Rider Thomas Armstrong. And there's not received seating, uh, reserved seating, excuse me. So come early, because this is going to be exciting. That's cool. That I mean, you you learn a lot about the people around us and how much the people around us do. Yeah, it's like it's amazing. Here's something that a local person organized, the Southern Illinois Saluki Powwow. The Native American Student Organization and the Carbondale Main Street bring Indian culture to Carbondale. Again, that is the Southern Illinois Saluki Powwow, American Indian Arts, Crafts, Food, Dance, and Cultural Demonstrations. When is this? Well, it's Saturday from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Grand Entry which is when all the dancers come out there and strut their stuff, is at 12 noon and at 6 p.m. So that's the Saluki powwow. All right. All right. Another happening, Jackson County Family Violence Task Force. Uh, They're having the uh, Preventing Child Abuse Together, uh, and they're holding a Child Abuse Prevention Month Observance and Family Activity Fair coming up on Saturday at 1 p.m. at the University Mall in Carbondale. It's going to be activity and information tables from several youth and family service providers. Uh, families attending the event get the opportunity to win door prizes, including a My Favorite Toys gift certificate and all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, so Child Abuse Prevention Month has been observed in April for uh, uh, since 1983. And this year's theme is Pinwheels for Prevention, Putting Children First, so that we can have a positive impact on individuals and communities by caring about our kids. Um, let's see, two quick happenings. The Joy of Imperfection at the SIU Student Center, Sunday, April 3rd. Um, it's very exciting. A couple of people are coming from the Dharma Drum Monastery of New York to speak at 1.30 on the Joy of Imperfection. The talk will be followed by a meditation workshop held in the Sunyata, Sunyata Center at the Guy House Interface Center, and that's from uh, 3 to 5.30, um, 3.30 to 5 on Sunday. And uh, two other quick happenings that are coming this week, a screening of the movie Voices from El Said with the director Monday, April 4th at the Morris Library at 6.30 p.m., and the SIU Synergetics Conference Thursday through Friday next week at the Dunn-Richmond Economic Development Center. Yes. That's our time. And I wanted to mention one last really quick one. Gateway Area Chapter of National Multiple Sclerosis Society. They're having the fundraiser on Saturday at Campus Lake Book Docks at noon. Uh, It starts at noon. The walk starts at 1. So gatewaymswalk.org. I'm going to be there, so hopefully I'll see you there. Thank you, everybody, for doing all these great happenings. And let's see if we can declutter our life and our minds in the next week. Hmm. Just in the week. Yes. (laughs) We can do it. All right.